from something to nothing, nothing to something, whichever one you want to put it as. Um, today, I'm here with with one of my guys here. We, we're really going to dive into this this topic for a couple of minutes because it, it, it's been hitting me, you know, me being a, a basketball coach and him being a soccer coach. Um, this gentleman has been coaching soccer for probably over 10 plus years. He's been in the soccer world for pretty much his entire life. Um, he is now one of the directors uh, at a really, really, really good soccer club team here on the East Coast, let alone in Connecticut. I'm gonna bring to you my guy from CT Sporting, Dries. my guy Jerry's here from CT Sporting. We're going to talk about um, one of the biggest issues right now, not just in, in any sport, but also in soccer. Um, we're going to talk about does soccer need an instant replay? Mm. I mean, my, my guy here has been, mm. been, been in the game for, for 20 years plus, playing, coaching, whatever you want. You know, he's been doing it for quite some time. I want to ask you, 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 my guy for, for soccer, as an enthusiast, as a, as a coach, as a former player, does soccer need an instant replay? For me, it's about, you know, if we want, if we want the game to evolve, uh, yes, I do. I believe that uh, to a certain extent, you know, we need to be able to get the calls right at the end of the day. Um, players are getting paid a lot of money. People are spending a lot of money on tickets. Um, you know, in other countries, it's a religion, right? Some of these people don't have much and they spend their money on their club that they love. Um, and I think that it helps, you know, justify some results at the end of the day. Um, right now, currently, they've been testing a program called VAR. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they used it in the World Cup this year. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I thought it was used pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with it is it's still um, biased. So mm -hmm. um, the referees have an opportunity if they feel that um, it's a controversial call or um, it's an. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a call that is up for review. Mm -hmm. They're allowed mm -hmm. to go check the monitor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's that every referee views something differently. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. regardless of what we see, what we might think is the right call, mm -hmm. he might not think so. So there's still that gray area mm -hmm. within the system right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, and if I'm hearing you right, it's, you know, the one thing, the one biggest thing, the one drawback um, from this system that has been tested in the World Cup is the great area of the determinant factors and the judgment calls from the particular refs that are varying from different countries, Correct. different backgrounds, and uh, and refereeing in different uh, different club um, leagues. So um, it's one of those things that's kind of hard because here's my thing: and being a being a coach myself in basketball and seeing how replay has transformed our game more analytically i'm wondering do you think in the next five to ten years analytically speaking replaying 
uh, of, of different judgmental calls, will that transform the game into how soccer players will play in the next five to 10 years? No, I don't think so. Not at all. Um, I think in soccer, we're taught um, that we can get away with certain things um, because there's no replays. I mean, there's only three referees typically on a field. Um, they can only watch so much or see so much. There's 22 players on a field. Um, what I feel the replay will do will justify key moments in games, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's um, a ball off the goal line, whether it's a handball, right? Situation. In the box. Card. <laughs> yeah, right. Whether it was a tackle that referee might have thought it was a red, but maybe he didn't see that he didn't get the ball or he didn't get the man at all, that it could have been a dive. Um, those are moments that I feel that, you know, that that can be cheated, right? The system can be cheated. Right, and right, And we have to right. be able to fix those moments. Right, 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 right. No, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And I think that's one of the things that, I mean, if we look at the NFL, right, they have replay under a certain amount of time. Uh, the NBA, they they go to the monitor after a certain amount of time. There's these rules and stipulations that are being put in place that gives replay structure without allowing replay to determine the actual game. Do you think or do you see that happening, um, like I said, 5, 10, maybe even 15 years where, you know, under... Uh, let's say the 78th minute of the game, hey, replay is in full effect for any judgmental call. Or the 85th minute the prob- of the game. The problem with that, though, John, is like, you know, there's key moments in all the games. So if you're going to do the replay, it has to be the, for the full entire game. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is just trying to justify when to do the replay, mm-hmm. right? So um, is it more like you give a coach two challenges throughout the game and he can challenge a referee's call? And they can go for it. Right. Whether it's right. maybe right. the referee needs to check every single goal, or um, if it's not a clear and obvious call, maybe he can go and check the the monitor for that moment. Okay. But the biggest piece is that it needs to be ha- it needs to happen on all levels between I think college and professional, mm-hmm. and it needs to be mm-hmm. done all around the world, not just in certain leagues okay. or just okay. for certain competitions. Do, now. With this, with this replay coming into effect, this replay will come into effect hopefully within the next five to ten years. Do you see players? Now, my this is my biggest concern because in my in in our sport in basketball, we see a lot of players kind of tailored their games to where officials now have to understand where they're coming from. Then. Will you see a lot of more finesse in the game of soccer um, that no. will either hinder certain situations where, you know, uh, let's say Ronaldinho, who's one of my favorite soccer players of all time, no, he's not playing anymore, um, was falling all over the place as he was attacking the goal from the left side. And he pretty much tripped, but the guy, you know, he got close enough to the guy and it may look like, hey, it's play on, it's a foul. Right. So that's that's a moment that I was talking about, right? So mm-hmm. like that's a moment, if, it, if it's clear and obvious, um, then great, you can make that decision. If it's not clear and obvious, why can't the referee go and check that, check that board for like, you know, 30 seconds, take a look at the clip, 
you know, justify whether or not it's a, it's a foul or not. You know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, have mm-hmm. them accept the punishment, whether it is or if it's not. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, but the problem that that we're having is that we don't want to slow the game down. Right? It's already 90 minutes. Right. Right. right? right. Um, we don't want to take like you know a whole two minutes to kind of figure out one call, but that two minutes makes a big difference on that, how the how the outcome can of be the, the game. That could be the you know? determining factor. I understand uh, that. No. So for me, I think it'd be it'd be worth it. Um, what I like to see though is every every league in every country use it right, so that right, it's right. fair across the board so you're not just playing in a game and then also you go to a big competition playing in the united states yes yeah. thrown to it but i don't think it really like it really will matter how it affects the players in general mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. they're gonna play the same way no matter what because it's it's um it's reactive rather mm-hmm. than being proactive uh, we, we're reacting to a lot of situations in soccer right mm-hmm. nothing's ever like there's no plays that's drawn up right like your emotions get the best of you in, in certain moments of games um and you don't have a time to be able to take a time out because the game is just non-stop right mm-hmm. so i don't think mm-hmm. the replays are ever gonna affect players on tailoring their game to, to mm. try to try to get you know a certain card or something else out of someone do you see a particular league that this can be um kind of a, a great starting point for um far as you know you're talking about the U- U- uefa and the ucl and all those other leagues that are that are across the seas or the mls here in the state um do you see a league that can be a, a shiny example of how this system can work um oh yes to, to benefit not even just to benefit the play but just to benefit getting the right decision being made yeah the epl that's the english premier league um it is one of the toughest leagues in the world it is shout out to chelsea yes thank you thank you um <laughs> a little disappointing game last week but you know they bounced back but i think uh i think the epl it's 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 viewed more than any other league around um they have a lot they're known for their rough tackles rough challenges i think it's a perfect prime example to start there um i don't see why we shouldn't be able to try to start there perfect 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 no um i think man this 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 is a very enlightening um conversation about replay because as you can see um the replay um in in other sports has really helped but also really hindered and showcase and shine a light on some of the negativity or the negative things and the negative aspects of uh, particular players' games um, out there. Do you think that that's going to be something that will be, sh- you know, shown on replay as well, where guys and, and, and referees are getting familiar with certain defenders and how they defend the ball and how they defend off the ball? Do you think that they'll pick up on a pattern? Um, of those players due to the fact that they're always going to replay for their style of play. I think majority of the referees that ref in certain leagues already know and study a lot of players and teams, mm-hmm. right? They they already have a bias, in play, although they shouldn't have one in every game. They already know how certain players play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they also know how certain players react. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, they're well prepared. I, I, I like the fact that you know, in soccer, like a lot of referees are well prepared in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to change much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that will change much. 
mm-hmm. uh, going forward. But um, I do think that would be really cool me to kind of see in the near future that everyone gets on board with it. Right, 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 right. No, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man, because I think uh, once we clean up the sports um, all around, not just soccer, I think there's still some other sports out there that are lacking when it comes to making the judgment calls. Let me ask you something. Like, you know, you coach basketball, right? Right, right. And so um, what system, like, I mean, there's a system in play. What's broken in that system? What would you add in that system that will help, you know, kids? I, I, would, really, from I, would, I would really have to go back to some of the fundamentals. Um, I, I think some of our professional athletes have gotten away with not being able to have the fun, fundamentals, uh, making sure that, you know, footwork is clean on shots um, and shot attempts. Uh, I think we see a lot of that, and we see a lot of that being mirrored at the lower levels, um, seeing as though that that's, you know, going to be called whichever way. Um, so I think that's one of the things that far as um, something that's being that, that's been lost and that needs to be refounded and kind of repaired more so than anything um, when it comes to our sport here um, for basketball. Uh, And and I think once we clean that up, I think the game in itself as an entertainment sport, one of the biggest entertaining sports um, on the Western Hemisphere, I think it's in good hands um, as far as that is concerned. And the players that are going to be coming behind um, the Kevin Durant, the Steph Curry's, the LeBron James, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard's coming behind those guys, Giannis Antetokounmpo. uh, 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 Kimball Walkers, I mean, Kyrie Irvings, those guys are going to take the game in James Harden. I'm sorry, I, I forgot that I needed to name him. Those guys are going to take the game to the next level um, due to that simple fact that, you know, once those fundamentals are really mastered again, like they used to back in the 90s and the 80s basketball, um, where the separation of you know young men and young adults to men was that was the telltale sign of if you can really truly honestly play okay so i'm not i i don't know all my basketball right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. You're, the, you're the basketball group you're a soccer guy okay. so my question is is for soccer there's always levels to get them to the next level right there's mm-hmm. there's always somewhere mm-hmm. where they are not too shocked except for speed of play right right um it may be technical or tactical mm-hmm. um, in basketball you see college is very much very similar to the nba right as far mm-hmm. as in some instance as yes. far as systems go and whatnot, Correct. right mm-hmm. but from a youth level from a high school level and the youth level Right? Mm-hmm. Is there a good enough transition from there to so, for instance, like the shot clock? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The shot clock is in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's in college. Is it in high school? Uh, it's in several states. It's in, it's not in all states. All states do not have it. Georgia, Illinois, Connecticut, uh, Virginia, uh, Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, Alabama. Does that change the game? Does a shot clock change the game? 
Oh yeah, it changed it dramatically because it it actually speeds the game up to where the entertainment value um, comes into play. Um, just like replay, I mean, it changes the outlook of the game um, from more of a standstill. I'm a run, you know, offense for a minute and a half before we get off a shot. To okay, I got to be cognizant and aware of needing to run offense but also needing to score within 30 seconds and then once you you know you go from 32 to 30 to to 24 seconds as a professional um that is the biggest thing that is missing as a collective whole um with with um the game of basketball um, for high school and, and some prep school situations. Um, I mean, a beautiful thing like where we're at right now here at Woodstock Academy, uh, we use a shot clock so the kids get used to it. You know, it, it's it's a shell, it's a kind of a one of those shell shock things. Um, Do all the teams that you play in the league have it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the teams have to have it. Um, it's it's in the laws, it's in the bylaws, it's in the rule books um, that we play by. Um, that we, if we're going to consider ourselves a preparatory academy, um, we need to make sure that we're actually preparing these young men to play in a style of play that will suit them at the next level. Right. Exactly. So, um, just like you know, the replay, we don't have replay in high school, but we have it in college and we have it for professionals right. i think it needs to be implemented on judgment calls in high school and pre- at least prep school basketball um do you where, think it's a financial thing though like i mean for it, high school it is it is I mean, you it have, is. you're gonna have to need a lot of cameras it, it is but but the thing is there also are budgets to where schools are now you know, putting in high-tech cameras for security purposes. Why can't we use those same cameras to help out with judgment calls? That's a security. Because the the first thing that we want to do as coaches is make sure that our kids are safe more than anything. We want them in a safe environment. The second thing is we want them to play hard, but play smart. So if a young man is trying to do something that is not a part of the game, undercutting, a legal elbow somewhere to the face, uh, a tripping incident. Um, We've had several, I mean, in the the world of college basketball, they had several incidents of where a young man was, you know, purposely tripping players on the court, you know, at Duke. So, you know, what better way? Hey, I go to the monitor. Next thing you know replay shows hey he intentionally tripped that young man in order to gain advantage or try to make sure that his team is not at a disadvantage so the the one thing that he kind of you know the the replay how it how it kind of all ties in to um what we're trying to do as coaches i know both you and i um is make sure that our kids are prepared for all obstacles and and i think that's the biggest thing for for basketball there's so many obstacles are going to come into play like you said refereeing style of play you know uh where you the environment that you're playing um it's all going to impact how you how your team prepares to win 
you know, and how your team prepares to learn from from that game. Um, Agree. And, and I think as a, as a coach, as a fellow coach, um, and, and I know you as a coach, you you probably preach this too. It's just like, hey, play until you hear the whistle. Right. Right. <laughs> Football. Play until right. you hear the whistle. <laughs> I mean, it, it's le- it's legal until it's called illegal. Right. So that's the gray area that we as coaches kind of partake in and make sure that our, our kids understand as well. Okay. You know, so. But you know what, brother? I appreciate your time. I appreciate, I appreciate your you. effort. Man, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Nothing to something. And uh, I look forward to the future for us to be holding a lot of different discussions on a lot of different topics. Uh, thank you. To, shout out to CT Sporting. Um you know, one of the premier programs, soccer programs in the East Coast, let alone the United States. Check them out. Look online for them. Check them out. Look at my man, Jerese Mason. And we're going from there. Thank you so much. And I appreciate y'all. Look forward to our next episode, uh, possibly coming up next week. Uh, I look forward to having some more coaches on. I got Coach Nick DeFeo, um, who is the head blue uh, Woodstock Academy boys basketball coach and future coach in waiting at Notre Dame, uh, West Haven. Uh, he's going to be on and um, we're going to be talking about some prep stuff and some more basketball stuff and some more sports stuff and some more political stuff as well. Um, so I look forward to uh, talking with him and I look forward to all my listeners out there to uh, take in this, this wonderful podcast and I thank y'all for supporting and uh, we're going to keep this train moving. All right. Peace.